Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Forbes Factor. It's my favorite hour of the week. All right, you guys, if you are listening live, buckle up, because I've got a wonderful show. Part of my mandate for 2023 has been the word implementation. No more theory. You've got enough theory about how life works. How about you start getting it done? And to that end, I have got a very, very exciting guest that I have been I've known forever, known about forever, and when you meet him, you're going to be blown away. So go get your ped, your your ped, your your pen and pad, which I like to call ped. Uh, you're going to want to take some notes, uh, and then just to catch up for me for the week, just so you guys know what's going on. If you're listening to this live, I've got my Voice America family around the world, uh, and if it's live, write this down with that ped. Uh, www.realsuccesswomen.com. I don't think I've been more excited about this. It is a success summit that I am co-producing with the one and only Sharon Lecter of Rich Dad, Poor Dad fame. She is a brilliant wealth coach strategist, and we have enrolled some of the top women from around the globe. Remember, this is a global summit. There's 60,000 people registered, and it's free. Yeah, 100% free. So www.realsuccesswomen.com. Everyone from Elena Cardone. I've got uh, Elaine Lalane, the the 97-year-old widow of Jack Lalane, the queen of of fitness. Tuscarino, also a woman who became a massive superstar in the fitness industry after 50. And then on the other side, I've got a 20-year-old woman who's grossed more than $3.5 million. She also happens to be my daughter. So we're going to get to meet from 20 to 97, uh, about 20 speakers. There's, I, I won't even go into, I, I don't want to say the names because it's, it's extraordinary. Just go and look at the picture and you're going to be blown away. There's Stormy Wellington, Gloria Banks, Linda Clemens. I can go on and on. These are rock star women. And all of, the reason I'm promoting it so much, I'm working damn hard to get them all in a room for you. And then three days, we're going to have a, uh, we have a happy hour plan. We have a pajama party. You know, I did do a naked mastermind, but I'm not going to do that this time. <laughs> right, you guys, I, I can't wait to bring him. I hear his giggle and I see his smile. You guys, I want you to meet a very special man. If you're interested in creating wealth for yourself, he's a bit of an expert. I think he retired several times, beginning with the early 30s, how he does it, how he thinks. Um, and he talks about think rich, act rich, become rich. His name, however, is not rich. It is Omar Perryu. Welcome to the stage, my friend. Thank you so much, Forbes. I'm so excited to be on your show and to talk to all your wonderful people. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, like I said, I've been a fan forever. And then you and I showed up at the same event and I just, I couldn't stop going, wow, I want to know more about this man. And I want the world to know more because you are an expert in something that I'm an authority in, but you take it one step higher. I have been known to, I've closed and pitched more than $2.5 billion in my career, mostly on television. Amazing. are the king of closing. You really, from if you want to sell from stage, but more than that, you are brilliant. So let's go back to the beginning of the whole health club story. Tell us about Omar. Well, I was born in a foreign country. I was born in Cuba. And uh, my father felt communism would escape, would uh, ruin the country. So we escaped, got to Miami, stayed there for about six months at the Freedom Tower. And at that time, churches were sponsoring Cuban families. So we were sponsored to Joy, Illinois. Listen to this. 
no money, no credit, no friends, no family. We've never felt cold there. And, uh, right, Cubans in Chicago. No, we're tropical people, right? Right, where's Florida? How'd you get to Chicago? Yeah, yeah right, right. We were like, what is this blizzard stuff? Anyway, uh, some people were kind, but some people didn't want Hispanic family. We're the only Hispanic family in the community. The only person that spoke Spanish was a Spanish teacher. So, um, <laughs> long story short, a tough, tough childhood, but I've had a, a couple – Good kids that taught me English. and um, But I excelled in sports. In fact, they called me Speedy Gonzalez because I was so fast. And I'm Spanish, so I would, like, pass by everybody. And uh, I held the AU record for bench press for my weight class, 181-pound class. And I made the Olympic trials for the 100-yard dash. And that's what they ran then. So I was doing pretty good. And I inherited my mother's beautiful voice, so I'm a lyric tenor. So I was doing pretty good. And uh, my father, with a third grade education, not speaking English, had accumulated three gas stations, an auto parts, blocked with the real estate in his own home. But my dad says if he would have had me to teach him, he would have kept it. Uh, he knew how to accumulate things, but not keep them. Mm. So that's what was my, one of my goals, to teach others how to make the money and keep the money. So that's been what I've been doing. I have... Uh, I got lucky. I met the right mentors. I met a man named Tom Murphy. I was struggling in sales and he walked into the health club. He was the investor. And he said, uh, you know, how are you doing? I said, I'm not doing so hot. He said, do you know who Zig Ziglar is? I said, no. Uh, Tom Hopkins? No. Brian Tracy? No. Jim Rohn? No. Bob Proctor? He kept going. He goes, son, you need help. He said, I just got divorced. I want to get in shape. I hear you're really good at it. And I said, you want to be somebody, right? I said, yes, sir. So he sent me to all their seminars, gave me their libraries, changed my life forever. He became my uh, mentor and coach. And we built the largest health clubs in the United States. And we sold them at the age of 31, never had to work again. And um, wait, wait, you sold them for a very substantial number, if I'm not mistaken. Would you care to share yeah. that number? Yeah, I was over $100 million. So, And I was 31. I went from being totally broke. That's why I have that program, Zero to Wealth that I talk about, because I think everybody, if they have the right mentors, can do it in three to five years. I took a little longer, but if you have a mentor that knows and created systems like I have, they can get you there a much quicker. So then I went into the record industry and I bought a record company. And in those days, we Hispanics were not recognized at the Grammys, but I won this thing called the Otto Sirgo and Chin de Plata, in 1988, 89, I won Best Latin Male Vocalist, Entertainer of the Year. And then I walked into a little diner, and there's Tom Hopkins and, Bob, and, Tom, and uh, Tom Murphy and a few other greats. And they said, we want you to be a speaker. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm a big recording artist. I, have, I go to Latin America. I have 25,000 screaming uh, people. and I, I love it. So they said, no, no, you, we, we've taught you. You need to do this. So they put me on the road. They made me a promise. They said, if you get on the biggest seminars in the world, we'll put you on Get Motivated. Wow. And you work for us for 10 years, we will launch your career. And they did that. So I was on Get Motivated from uh, like 
1994. For those of you who don't know what Get Motivated is, and especially if you're thinking about being a speaker, back then, that was the biggest in-person speaking tour. And they used to have massive celebrities. I think I saw uh, one of the president's wife. I saw Terry Bradshaw. I saw, and then, so they have big celebrities. They'd have Tony Robbins. And then they'd have people in between who sold and closed. But you guys had massive audiences, didn't you? Yeah, 20 to our biggest was 36,000 people at the Pontiac Silverdome. But we had 20,000 people average. And here I am, I get put on that stage, my first speeches with uh, Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins. And then, like you said, oh my gosh, on stage. Yeah. And then uh, we had people like uh, General Colin Powell, Schwarzkopf. Every, Every city had a celebrity, a coach. And an athlete. So I got to hang out with, you know, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, uh, Steve Young, uh, Jimmy Johnson, you name it. Whether it's wow. a, So we did that uh, 50 cities a year and we, we would see millions of people. And like you said, they would have they would have a speaker, a celebrity and right. then someone like me who would sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of product. What were you selling back then? I was selling a, a pre- package called a uh, multimillionaire system. And it included uh, goal setting, uh, time management, and most of all, influence. influence. Now, you had a, much like in my days on home shopping, I had to close between two and $5,000 a minute, every minute you're on air or you don't get to stay. Right. So did you have benchmarks that you had to meet? Yeah, it was $1,000 a minute. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Now, you met that. What do you credit that skill to? I think to be uh, someone that gets on stage like you and I, because you, you're you on the biggest stage in the world, um, to be on the big stage, you've got to, number one, have a great story. Number two, you got to be believable. Got to be, I say certain things like you got to be sincere, keep it simple, and be believable, and care about the people. In, even though you don't know them, you're there to, to give them value. And I always feel that if I could just change one person's life the way mine was changed by Zig Ziglar or Tom Hopkins or Brian Tracy or Bob Proctor or Jim Rohn, if I could just change one person, I did my job that day. But what happens when you do that, Forbes, which you know, when you come that heart to heart, that passionate, that sincere, people want to buy your stuff. They, they, want want to to they want to know what you know. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, what we've done is we've been able to create systems that can teach people how to get there faster. So if you know how to get there, get people there faster, you save a lot of money and time. That's worth the investment. And that's what I do. I love this. I just think it's, it's magnificent what you're doing. I also want to just hear from you. When you begin to pitch or sell or want to take a stage, you don't always have to sell your own programs, do you? No. And you were the best at that. And I, I am now hired by, and I won't mention my friends, but the top speakers in the world bring me in just to sell their product. I can well, that's what I want everyone to hear because there's two sides to you as there is me. My first part of my career, I never had a product. I couldn't even conceive of why I would want to. Back then, my self-esteem did not allow me to want to put my name on something. And I remember when a Tony Little or a Beachbody would come to me going, well, don't you want to put your name on that product? I'm like, no, I don't think that'll, what Suzanne Summers is. I'm like, but she's famous or Tony Little's is. I'm like, 
And it took me a long time to figure out what the, that value would be. But I right. will share with you, all of you at home, that don't wait. In fact, as I'm looking at my little, my spingin here and how much time and energy put into research, development, customer service, I would advise you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, to not have your own product yet. You don't need that headache and the headache of pitching. Just get used to understanding all the things that Omar just said about how to be on a stage, be sincere, connect to people. They want what you have. And you do this now with other people's products. They deliver it. You go home with a check. It's right. phenomenal. Yes. When I started out, uh, my, my, my deal, for lack of a better word, was with Tom Hopkins and Tom Murphy, who managed Tom Hopkins, and like Dr. Maxwell Maltz and Dennis Waitley, Jay Abraham, just to name a few. And um, the, my deal was I would sell his leadership program. So I would speak from 8.30 to 11.30. Tom would come on from 1 to 5, and he would sell a different package. I sold a $3,000 package at that time, right? And then Tom would sell a, a sales package. And literally, I would have, I would, I'll sell him with his own product. And he loved I me. I love this. This is a quote you have to hear. You outsold him with his own product. Yes. And the reason I did is because, first of all, I totally believed in him. Number one. Number two, I believed in what he taught me and what he uh, sold. And number three, I believed in it so much that I wanted to share with others. And I also was on commission. So I got a small fee, but a large commission. So I wanted to make sure that that $3,000 package sold and I was the best at it. And he'll tell you that. Yeah. Now, why? I'm going to unpack you for a second because we have a lot of people. This is a global broadcast. I'm hearing a little Hispanic kid from Cuba yeah. is outselling the big guys on a stage. Spanish is your first language, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And I, by the way, I sell for uh Kevin Harrington, uh, I sell for Phil Smith. I sell for uh, the Ziegler organization, the Legacy. I sell there for for Kevin there. I and, might have um, to have you sell from me. Well, <laughs> I don't think you need me. <laughs> I always need you. Don't kid yourself. I, I, I can't imagine both of us up there. That would be amazing, right? Be very yeah. electric. But well, I used to sell for Tim Rohn. Did not like selling. Uh, from the stage. So I used to sell, every time I spoke with him, I would go up for the last 20 minutes and sell his package right, for him. Unpack that for a second. The name that you just mentioned is a massive name in the world of motivation and, and mindset. Jim Rowan didn't like to sell. You think no, that's no. because he perceived selling as something what? I just thought, I think that he sold really well one-on-one. -on -one. There's a lot of speakers that sell really well one-on-one. -on -one. I won't mention them because they're alive. But I can mention Jim Rohn, but um, he is, uh, you know, he was amazing. He's one of Murphy's best friends and became my one of my friends. And he was a better, a great orator, great content, but he wasn't comfortable selling from the platform. Well, let's let's unpack this. And guys, we have a couple of minutes to our first break because this is the thing, the big takeaway I want for all of you: selling from the platform. What is what is that magic? What allows someone? to who has something they want to offer to a group of people, what is it that you do that makes them want to take out their credit cards? You've got to be able to, when you get on stage, meet them to the point where they feel your sincerity. And the way I do it is I remember my own difficulties at that moment. 
And when you tap into remembering your own difficulties coming from Cuba, not speaking English, not getting a degree, being not picked for the sports, being told that you'll never be anything because you were the bottom of the class, being told that you could never raise money, being told that you would never build the health clubs or anything or become. I remember that when the moment I get on that stage, I think about that for about 30 seconds before I go on there and people understand that I'm coming from rawness and rawness is what people buy. It is kind of fascinating. But so how is it that these great thinkers, and I know a couple of people you're going to say who don't sell well from stage, what's the disconnect? Because in their speaking, to me, they are real and raw and powerful. What's that, that crossover? And maybe we need to hang on to that because we've got a couple minutes to my break. I want you to sort of think about, I have a lot of hungry entrepreneurs listening to this. And if you could decipher what that is, they all could make a whole lot more money. Right. And I'm, yeah, and I'm going to throw in my first thought is that you have to not be afraid to ask for money. Do you agree? Boy, that is so true, Forbes. I, I used to go on stage, and, and I still do, and I believe that if I don't close people, that they're going to buy somebody else's crap. And that's my passion. I go on, and I know that my stuff works. And if I don't close them, I, they're going to buy somebody else's stuff. Number two, People think of closing in a bad way. I think of closing in a positive way. Closing to me is not really closing. It's opening. And if you don't close somebody, you just lost the relationship. Oh, oh this is so good. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that was the shift that somebody told me as well. They said, if you've got a product that you love and you're passionate about, if you don't get it into their hands, they miss out. And it's right. a funny phenomenon because you all go on stage like, oh, Forbes, you can't pitch, you can't sell. I'm like, then they don't get to take home the best part of me. They got right. the little icing on the cake. They didn't get to eat the entire meal. Right, guys, we've got, we, got, we got one minute left to our break. I'm here with Omar Perrier. If you have a product, a sell, if you have ever wanted to dream of being on stage or just becoming more than you were, I look at him hearing his story and go, wow. If you looked at him was little in Chicago with a Spanish accent on not speaking great English. I don't think you would expect the hundred millionaire plus to be sitting on this stage, but he's here. My question is, what are you focused on? If you can focus on excuses, we all got tons of those. That's great, but it doesn't allow you to live your best life. We're going to take a quick break. Go to my sponsor. We come back. We're going to hear more from Omar. You're listening to the Forbes factor where we focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And today I got all three of them. Don't go away. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. 
Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I'm having, look at that smile on Omar's face. I'm having such a blast with this man. We are new friends, but we've been in circles forever, and we're talking about some nitty-gritty that you're not going to hear anywhere else from probably two of the top closers in the entire world from the stage. That's a big deal. Omar, do you know the most that you've ever sold from a stage? You know, that's a, that's a, a good question. We have uh, a million and a half one time in an hour and a half I did. That's what I want to hear. So I was on stage. I was at 10X in front of 10,000 people. And with my first big platform, overwhelming, did almost a half a million dollars. I was very proud of myself until yeah. Russell Brunson posts <clears throat> that he sold $3 million that day with his platform. And I, I got to thinking that, and, and he outlined it. It's a great video to watch if you, if you guys get a chance on YouTube. I'm a huge fan of Russell's and how I made uh, $3 million in 90 minutes. And there's a combination when I watch that. It's way more calculated than you guys would imagine. You know, Omar, I teach a lot of entrepreneurs who dream of being a speaker, but they don't architect it right. You are really in the business of getting people to purchase your product at the bottom line. But as you and I were talking about, it's not about them buying something. It is about enhancing their lives through a program that they wouldn't otherwise get their hands on. So I always, I, you know, my dad was a magician and I always think about all of the things I do like he did begin with the end in mind. You're not going to cut a girl in half if you don't know how the trick is going to end, right? Otherwise, if you do, it's going to be messy. And so when you go on stage or you're about to architect what you're going to do, how, what's your thought process? Well, for me, um, there's a lot of things that you were seeing there. There's so, uh, so many things that you have to think about. First of all, you really do have to lay out your talk, whether it's 45 minutes or an hour and a half, and see where you're going to use different things that will entice people to buy. And 
things like embedded commands, right? You have to use embedded commands throughout your talk. You have to use certain words. You have to stand in certain places and say the same word. You have to do all of these things. Uh, but more than that, you've got to really have uh, a belief that you are making a difference, number one. And if you don't close them, you don't have the relationship. And number two, if you don't close them, they're going to buy somebody else's stuff, which is inferior. So I look at all those things, but I really think about all the different things that you need to learn, which is face, eyes, gestures and smiles, body language, hands, you know, what you do, uh, you know, people like Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, Brian Tracy are geniuses at this. And that, you know, I was with them all the time and I would study them. I mean, I have a little a book uh, of every move Tom Hopkins ever made or Zig Ziglar ever made uh, in, in, in this uh, thing that I have. And I, I, I would look at their hands or everything they would do, the face and all that. And Zig Ziglar was like a grandpa to me. I loved him. You know, he only did four forwards in his life and mine was a third. And um, yeah, he, I got really lucky. Like, you know, I quotes from John Maxwell, Bob Proctor, uh, Brian Tracy just did the forward for our last book for me and Tom Hopkins. Uh, I've got all the giants did forwards for me. Mark well, let's, wait, let's, let's go back to this, this, this studying yeah. people, because I had a similar, and I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. I had a very famous speaker uh, pick up on me, and not in a, in a bad way, but say, hey, I'd like you to put you on stages. I'd like you to, to learn from me. And I did. And I spent a lot of time in his, in his presence and in his rooms. And I will tell you, listening to you say that, if you want to be a speaker, you might want to do exactly what we did. And it, sometimes it's an investment to just even be in the audience. Because right. I can, I, I wanna, I'm going to come to your house and look at the book, because I'll tell you what, I can tell you some of the, the, the things I would you would have never noticed. One of my favorite teachers would do the beginning part of his speech, open up the room, and then he would literally do a little rewind and explain to us, because I didn't know what was going on. He would explain every little thing he did, and then if you go back year after year, he did the exact same things. For example, right. let's assume this was his book. He would walk up on stage and he would tap his book like this. He's like, and he put it on his heart. Well, who knew? You know, you see this stuff all... Guys, put your book on your heart. This is my book. I love it. My heart is here. And if you want to ask me about it, go to the back of the room. Omar mentioned an embedded command. He's telling you, go back to the room to get your copy of this book. And if you have any questions, don't do it now. But in the back of the room, notice what I'm doing. I never, you know, I'm going to tell you, an average person like most of us were, never sees these things, do they? No. And then what people don't realize, and for all your uh people that are coaches, speakers, or mentors, if you aren't able to sell from the platform, you're not getting hired. You're paying to be on that stage. And now there's a lot of pay to play. And personally, if you're starting out, that's okay, but I'm not a big fan of it. I believe work on your skills with mentors that, will, that really know how to close, right? And those people that know how to close can teach you how to do it with your talk. So. Another thing is your vehicle, what you're selling is big. So, for instance, I know Russell, and Russell's products are hot because everybody wants to have a funnel, right? So that's why he was able to sell that much in front of the room at Grand Cardone's event, 10X, because most everybody wanted to learn how to build a funnel. Next, 
uh, you know, a lot of people go see us like me and I'll have a package that sales that day. And they're like, oh, I know how to sell, but they don't. Or they say, oh, I, I don't need to be motivated. I'm already motivated, but they're not. So the reason I tell you that is the vehicle is very important for the number of sales, right? So like you were saying, I'd get motivated. I would get up and Zeke, when Zeke was alive, Zeke would kick it off. He'd do the breakfast. Then we have a guy named Phil, I don't want to name, but he did day trading. Then me, and then we'd bring another guy up. Then we'd go to lunch. I would do the lunch. Then we'd bring a celebrity like General Colin Powell. But the people that made the most money in those events were the day traders, the eBay internet, the real estate trainers. Why? Because everybody wanted a how-to, done-for-you product. So those are the products for all you guys. Those are the ones that are, I should say, easier, but those are the ones that people will buy more of because people are looking for done-for-you products like lead gen, things like that. Well, and it's true. We are, my daughter just launched a company, a product through our company, and it exploded. She has a whole series she created called GSD. stands for Get Shit Done. Uh, okay. And just that coming from a 20-year-old who's a millionaire, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm willing to listen to you. And then she created a step-by-step program looking for what people want right now. They want an ebook. They want a done-for-you online course. They want to be able to know how to do funnels, not to own the company, just how do you do them. And then two weeks ago, AI popped into all of our lives. And she, as so smart, she took some training on it. And you know what? Turned around, all of a sudden, her now course is called GSD with AI. And it was brilliant. I mean, the sales, I've never seen the sales go, you know why? Just what Omar is saying. So many of you keep telling people what they need instead of getting them to want what you have. And I will say that I coach a lot of people. I love to coach on the art of communication, the words that you use. I don't necessarily teach on how to close, although it's embedded in what we do, but the art of the pitch is getting a yes. It's And everything that Omar says is so beautiful and it's like the other side of me, which is beautiful to listen to about the thought process, how it works, the kind of studying. You know, a lot of what he's talking about comes from neurolinguistic programming, NLP. If you don't know what that is, Guess what you're going to start to listen to? Hypnosis. How does the brain work? What does repetition mean? What is gesture and body language? There's so many beautiful keys. It's not you just walk on stage going, I've got something and you should have it. Right. So true. What's one of the biggest problems that you see in new entrepreneurs? Well, I think that new entrepreneurs, unfortunately, mistake activity for results. Oh, and- oh wait. I want to write, I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Mistaking act, mistaking being busy for getting results. I'm busy. Yes. Yes. And unfortunately, you know, I agree with you that everyone should go to every seminar they can because if I can learn one thing in a seminar or a book or an audio, it was worth it. However, if you, some people get into the habit that that's all they do. And I see these people at the same places and that's okay because they're learning and maybe they need a little more for the penny to drop, right? However, If you're doing a business and you're not making money, sooner or later, you're going to get disappointed, disillusioned, and quit. So I recommend to everyone, find a mentor that you connect with, that when you talk to them, you feel like this person is who I want to be. Like, for instance, as you know, I was a personal trainer many years ago. So as a personal trainer, people come to me and they'd say, well, I want to be in, I want to, um, 
uh, gain weight, lose weight. I wanted this. I said, okay, so now I tell people, because I don't do it, if you want to get in shape, look at that man or woman. And if they have a body like you want, get on board with them, because that's what they're going to teach you, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I met Tony Little through Kevin Harrington, and, you know, I I think he's amazing. The guy's a, a big-time closer, but I watch him train people uh, to get in shape with that gazelle and all this other stuff, and it works. So you got to find, first of all, it's stuff that, that works for you, and then find the right mentor. Finding the right mentor is so important, and getting on board with the right people like you and I, and I'm not saying that because, believe me, I'm booked already, and I've got mentees, but I always look for quality mentees, right? Like, I only have uh, 10 mentees. Why? Because I don't need any more. First of all, I don't need the money. I need the success story. Number two, I want people that are self-motivated, that are disciplined, that have tenacity, that are coachable. You know, I say to my mentors, why did I become this guy? And they go, you're the most coachable person we've ever met. Well, the most coachable person. Being coachable. Being able to, no matter what you know, to throw it out and entertain a new idea that's better than yours. That is golden. I tell you what, I got a lot of my mentees listening right now. I'm going to say hi to Christian, who's down there from Peru, Sally and Glenda, and a whole bunch of other students. And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I have a couple of unbelievable students who put their ego aside, did everything I told them to do, even though some of those things are counterintuitive, did them anyway, and unbelievable success. So you're right. To be coachable, you've got to put your ego aside, give, tell your mentor what you want, and then just freaking go get it. Right. And any, entertain new ideas only if they're better than yours. So what I do is I listen. I listen. And I, I'm open. And I'm open to new ideas. And then I'll make the decision. I don't jump the gun because a lot of people, when they get to a certain place, they think they know it all. And you see these speakers and they never grow anymore. They don't grow because they don't want to, they don't want to learn. So for me, it's, yeah, you know, Zig Ziglar used to say to me, son, you got to, they all call me son, still, it's hilarious. They said, you got to be due to have, be due to have, become it, do it to have it. It's not have it, have it. Got to be due to have. And, uh, you know, the guy was amazing. You know, Tom Hopkins, amazing. Brian I can be really amazing. sad that I don't know them. Darn it. I'll have to throw some of my mentors. A couple of my mentors. All right. Buddy by Jake. Buddy oh, by yeah. Jake. He started a network called Fit TV and hired me to be his pitch woman. And five years later, he sold that network for $500 million in 1993. And I met him in California when he was getting started. Yeah. yeah. He started out as a trainer. But I will tell I, you. I met him. I, I met him. I knew, I knew him. Yeah. To this day, one of the best salesmen, I just would sit there and just watch in awe of how he would do it. He would, and I don't even know if he realized how smart he was, but it was great to sit at their feet. I think for me, one of the big things I wish I had done is I don't think I technically asked for help. I think my mentors were always at a distance, which is why when I aligned with this one who was a speaker and he really unpacked what he did, that was genius. That was life changing. Um, but I've had some crazy mentors. You know who became a mentor of mine in the speaking world? You guys are going to love this. I don't share it very often. But I did an infomercial with him. You were talking about sports figures. Joe Theismann, from, wow. he broke his leg as one of the big Super Bowls, a big broadcaster. He and I hosted an infomercial together. And at the time, I wasn't really speaking. And he was. 
And it became a once a week, he would call me on the phone. And first of all, how cool to have like an MVP football player be your coach when you don't know anything about football. But he was coaching the art of speaking and what you would look for and what you would do. And I cherish those times just more than it's insane how wonderful that is. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh, Tom Hopkins had him at one of his boot camps uh, be the keynote. So that was fun. Yeah. And you start to figure out what other people do. It is an interesting line, though, you, you said about people who go to events and then they just keep going or the ones that go and truly get value from it. Yeah. Um, and it makes okay. me crazy when I see people at events and they're outside on the phone talking. No, go in that event, focus and be present. Learn as much as you can. And, and one of the things I'll never forget when I went to the first seminars that uh, um, Mr. Murphy sent me to, there'd be like, 2,000 people, 3,000 people. And this is when people paid to be there. Like it was, you had to pay to go to these events. And it was, and it was, a, you know, a lot of money at that time. And uh, he walked in and he saw me and he goes, what the hell are you doing? I says, I'm at the event. He says, you're in the last seat in the last row. How the hell are you going to learn something? I said, oh, because that's where I was my whole life in school. I was the reason there was an upper class. You know, when I got when I got a C, there was a celebration in my house. I mean, I got if I got a, I, my whole thing was D's. You know, so I did more summer school than all of you. Trust me to get to pass to the next grade. But um, he has he had a seat saved for me in the front. He says, "Get your butt up there, and you are going to be in the front row, so you can learn as much as you can and bring a pad and paper and pen." Well, and I did have him. Did you did your dad see you become successful? Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I just lost my dad two months ago. So oh, wow. it was 93. 93. Thank God. Yeah. That yeah. is brilliant. When we come back, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit on Omar because we got the speaking part, but there's a whole lot more to this man that you don't know. And I'm going to unpack it. We've got some amazing people listening to us from Maris and Kessa and Sally. Say hi to everybody out there. This has been a great conversation. Uh, within one minute, if you had to say something to my audience right now, Omar, what would it be? Well, I would tell you that you know, you've heard it before, but really, really have a day of change where you can really focus on your why, your purpose, because your purpose is what's going to, when you get beat up and people say no to you, or you suffer a self-esteem or self-image challenge or any of that, your purpose will drive you to keep going. So I would really ask you to reflect and find a purpose that drives you. My purpose was uh, my wife and my children. My wife passed away five years ago. I lost her. And now I just, my purpose is my children. And my, and by the way, my purpose is to help all of you. So you can have more than one purpose. So I want you to think about how many purposes drive you because sometimes, like you heard Michael Jordan talk about his induction, right, to the Hall of Fame. His purpose was he was pissed off. But it motivated him. You know, he said that coach that didn't let him make the team junior year, you pissed me off. I thank you. He said to Isaiah Thomas, every time I played you, you challenged me. You pissed me off. Thank you. So it's really important that you find what motivates you and how you get motivated. Some people get motivated by people telling you they can't do it, like me. People told me that I, I could never be anything. And then you got people that uh, don't can't handle that. So find out what makes you tick, what makes you sing, what makes you find a purpose that will drive you through the day, morning, 
noon, afternoon, and evening. You want to be that man or woman that wherever you walk into a room, they run for you, run from you, because you love what you do so much, you're going to drive them crazy. Well, I love what I'm doing, and you're driving me crazy. We got to go take a break. So when we come back, I've got some fun questions to ask this man. I'm just going to say hashtag watch me. All right. We're coming back in just a few minutes to Forbes Factor. Don't go away. <laughs> We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight-toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey guys, you've been listening to a very special power hour here on the Forbes Factor. I'm here with motivational speaker, multimillionaire, and super heck of a nice guy, Omar Perryu. Uh, when you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you say to yourself? It's going to be a great day. That's nice. That's Do you ask right. yourself any questions? I pray. Oh, I love I that. I pray. Yeah, I pray and I, I, you know, I'm grateful. I think you got to be grateful. So you get up, tell yourself it's going to be a great day, and then be grateful, and then I pray. Uh, then I get my coffee, and then I give myself a protein drink, and I go right to the gym. That's my, that's my start. That's my to-go thing. I have to go to the gym. I'm addicted to it. If I don't go to the gym, I go seven days a week. Do I do weights every day? No. I do day weights like Four days a week. The rest I do cardio, things like that. I like to mix it up. I get bored very easily. I, I love that. How old are your children? Uh, 21 and 24. Maxwell's uh, at University of Florida. And Alexandra is t- graduated from uh, University of Florida with her degree in uh, creative marketing and communications. What is something she's, that- a little, she's, she's, a little she's a little closer herself. <laughs> what would they say about their dad? Oh, they love me. They, uh, 
you know, they're they're just good kids, and uh, they they inspire me. They're my inspiration. You know, they they make my day every day. I think that's just wonderful. What are you looking forward to? You know, I'm looking forward to uh, the future. I'm really excited about what I'm doing now. Um, I'm doing some new things. I'm rebranding myself. I've got some new masterminds that are coming up that I'm working at. And um, I'm meeting a lot of people that are just like needing what I teach. So it's fun for me. And it's fun to be the guy. You know, I'm not bragging about myself. But when, when I walk in to places and people just come up and go, I saw you 10 years ago. You changed my life. I was on a plane with my kids. I was actually trying to sleep from Hawaii. And we, we people kept coming up in first class, sneaking in, actually, and saying, oh, I just want to thank you. But that's so rewarding. But I'm like, I said to my son, I, I'd like to be able to sleep. That would be nice. But But it was nice. Uh, we didn't sleep at all. They kept coming. and But it's fun to change people and help them have live a better life. It mm-hmm. really is because that when you do that, you know that you affected not just them, but their partner in life, their kids, their company, their team, their, you know, everything they do, it, you touch them. Yeah, you know, and it's funny thing, I was thinking about this the other day. And I guess if I had to do it all over again, I, I love little kids. I would probably be a kindergartner teacher at some point because I love inspiring little minds. And then I go to my kids when they were in high school and I love speaking to those minds. And I'm thinking how beautiful it is to be the teacher of that many people. And then obviously as an adult, we can now affect a lot more people. Um, I wish I'd met you sooner. I wish I'd known that you existed uh, because I, I would have studied with you. I would have probably leapfrogged over a lot of the trials and tribulations that I, I, I endured. Uh, and so this has been a phenomenal conversation. What's a big takeaway that you want? We have a lot of people listening right now. What do you think, uh, what do you think is one thing that they would take away from this and be most inspired by? Well, I think that you should really um, think about your foundation, And what I find is that most successful men and women that are very successful, number one, they condition their mind and body for success. And I said mind and body because the mind is the steering wheel, right? The six inches between your ears is a steering wheel. So you have to condition your mind and your body for success. You know, Jim Rohn used to say to me, tell people, treat their bodies like a temple, not a woodshed, right? So... Tell people that. Number two, you know, you got to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to eat healthy. Not all, by the way, I have one day I eat whatever the heck I want. Okay, and what is that? What are you eating that day? What are you eating? I'll eat steak, I'll eat onion rings, I'll eat, you know, but there's, you know, uh, the rest of the week, it's I eat healthy, very healthy. What's well, healthy? One day okay, no, no. Me, and the reason I'm unpacking this to all my beautiful friends out there is I've, I'm in that National Fitness Hall of Fame. I live with the top-class bodybuilder. I know what healthy is. When I ask right. people, you know what I'll get? I'll get, I eat cereal and a sandwich and I have chicken. Trust me, that's not healthy. Omar, what's your version of healthy? Well, I start the day uh, with um, oatmeal. And I have oatmeal with blueberries and bananas. I always use almond milk. And then um, I come back and I'll have a piece of protein like chicken or salmon, right? And then I'll break that up. Like now in the middle of the day, I'll have a salad. 
and some or some fruit. And then in the evening, I'll have another protein. And then I'll end up with something like vegetables and things like that. That's the week. The weekends, the one day, look out. French, <laughs> French dip, baked potato, uh, you know, whatever I want, I just go for it, you know. And look how happy he is because you don't feel like you're deprived. I think the most you important know, thing, though, that I heard, though, and this is for everybody listening to me. I hear you see Phyllis and Kathleen and Maris. You condition your mind and your body. You know, I coach. I sit in this chair probably 40 to 60 hours a week all through the pandemic, and I still love that level of coaching. And all the time I'm creating, I'm meeting new entrepreneurs who will say things like, well, you know, I'm, I've got this one book I want to do, and I want to do this. And I'm like, that's not a conditioned mind. That's not right, a get right. it done. I'm doing right. this. Finishing is happiness. You don't have time at this point in your life, I don't believe, to be wanting to do all of these things. And I say jokingly, that is like going to the buffet and taking, I want this spoon, and I want this, and I want to eat this, and I want to put on and on and on and on You can't do that. Right. Pick one, finish it, and move on. I always tell people, don't base your goals on what you've done in your life. Base your goals on what you want, because what you focus on expands, right? So what I like to do is I like to be very specific. You know, a lot of people think that multiple streams of income is getting two or three jobs. But for me, I have seven sources of income. Multiple streams of income is making money while you sleep. Multiple streams of income is not a job. It's not another job. Multiple income streams of income is like right now, I'm making money while I sleep. So enlighten my audience. How are you making money? Well, uh, first of all, I got all my materials are on Audible, all my recordings. Um, I'm on Teachable, CD Baby, iTunes, Udemy, um, Ucore, you name it. They're making me money while I sleep. Number two, of course, investments, right? Uh, Real estate, uh, whatever it is. I, I love recurring income. Do the work once, get paid again, again, and again. And then build equity in things. Let things grow so you make money every month, right? And then I like to let things really appreciate. And I leverage. I love leveraging. Like, we should all be leveraging other people's time, other people's money, and more important, other people's contacts. When you do that, you are elevating yourself, upskilling yourself, to go to the next level. And most people don't get that because they base their life on what they've done in the past. If I would have done that, I would never be here because people are like, you, you, come on. You couldn't even speak English. Number one. Number two, you never got a degree. Number three, you have no money. Number four. And they just kept giving me reasons why I shouldn't be successful. And I just kept saying, Go ahead and throw negativity at me because you're only losing ground because now you're pissing me off because now I really want it bad. So the more they did that to me, the more obsessed I became in my goal. And I believe that men and women that are successful are obsessed about what they want to do in life. You got to be obsessed. Yeah. Now you hit a, I don't want to get too maudlin, but you hit a roadblock in your life. And what does someone do when they're hit with devastation? How do you bounce back to your life, do you think? Well, it was very difficult. I was with my wife talking, like you and I, and uh, we lived on the ocean in Laguna Beach. And when she had a few drinks, she liked to have a smoke. Some people do that, not me, but that was her. And um, I always told her, you know, just sit outside the sliding glass door. Don't go to the beach or anything. And have, But she didn't want my kids to know that she smoked. They were 15 and 17 at the time. And uh, 
So she went out to have a smoke, and she'd never been in a jacuzzi in her life. I mean, I met her when she was 19. She died when she was 46 and a half. I never seen her go into I was with her forever. Right. And she went out to have a smoke, tripped on the jacuzzi, hit her head, and drowned. We found her 10 minutes later. She is gone. I, I tell you, I was on Get Motivated at the time, and I shut down. I, I stopped doing events for six months, actually nine months for Get Motivated. I did one for Les Brown in Fort Lauderdale because I was right here after six months. And then I started back up after nine. And the reason was because my kids don't, didn't have a license. So I had to drive them to school, drive them to dance, drive them to uh, jazz class, swimming, all that stuff, polo. So I stayed home. And But I'll tell you right now, for the first three weeks, we stayed, we had a huge home on the ocean, uh, Every room was a master suite. We all we stayed in the same room for three weeks. And I only slept when I had to. And uh, how do you overcome it? All the stuff we teach, Forbes. If it wasn't for what I learned, I would have never, ever, ever, ever felt the way I did after a year. Ooh. But I'll tell you, guys, for a year as a widower, I would watch TV and I wasn't an alcoholic, but I would have at least one or two glasses of wine every night and I'd drown myself in sorrow and cry. But after a year, I'm like, you know, she would want me to pull up my bootstraps and get the hell out of the house. And that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. Well, I am so glad that you did. And I honor that she is cheering you on because you have a message that is bigger than both of us. And uh, I'm just, I'm so honored that you shared that. Um, I was talking to Sharon Lecter who lost her son, I raised a little boy who was murdered. I will tell you that life is this for all of us. It's life, what, it's what happens for you, not to you, if you choose to do that. And right. so for all of you listening, let us both stand here as role models for just getting through life and continuing on, finding the joy, finding the, the reason to be here. I've got less than a minute left, my friend. Anything that you want to say to the world, go for it. Yes, I would tell everyone your goal is to be happy. No, and don't buy into all the social media stuff that you see and you know they're just putting the highlights of their day or even making it up so your goal is to be happy so i tell people first of all whether you like it or not i believe in four key areas in life number one spirituality whatever you do as long as you do what you do be spiritual number two be healthy you know work on your health you know, to get rich and sick is stupid. And you and I know a man, I won't mention the name, that has the biggest yacht in Fort Lauderdale. And you know who I'm talking about. And he sits there, all these beautiful people around him, and he can't enjoy it because he's unhealthy. Next. I've got 30, I got 30 seconds. Go. Okay. Next. Uh, you know, work on being uh, really happy, healthy, and wealthy. Right. Spiritual, healthy, happy, and wealthy. You need money to do the things you want. I'm sorry. I love I got to go. We are, we are live. I'm going to tell you, if you go to Omar Perry, you, you can find more information on his courses, on his trainings, how to connect with him. I don't want to stop the conversation. I don't think you either, but I, I just love that. Let's just leave it at being healthy, wealthy, smart, and happy. You hear yes. it. You heard it from me and from Omar. I want to wish you guys an amazing week. I'll see you back here next Wednesday. Same time, same place. <clears throat> Thank you all so very much for joining us on Forbes Factor. It is the place that you focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And today, man, Omar, you nailed it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Forbes. Thank you, everyone. Look
Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.